Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Driver's Ed podcast, where we talk with and to the drivers in education who move innovation forward. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Hand. And I'm a co-host with Dr. Scott Hand, Dr. D here with you all today. Great to be with you. Thanks, Dr. D. And today we're talking about personalized learning. And while it might mean many things to many people, overarchingly, it's really about customized learning experiences for individual learners at their readiness and at their learning style and based on their experiences. And on today's episode, we're talking to Dr. Rick Hornberger at the Ephrata School District. Rick is serving in his eighth year as assistant superintendent in the Ephrata Area School District, which is located in Lancaster County. He has also served as director of secondary education, high school principal, and elementary principal in other school districts. So Rick, welcome and thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks, for thanks for having me, everyone. So I'm ready to dive right in, uh, start the conversation. And I wish you all listening right now could have been with us for our, pre, our pre-session conversation. We were already rolling deep. So let's dive right in all together uh, now that we're recording. Uh, so Dr. Hornberger, you have an interesting journey. It didn't necessarily start with personalized learning, but you got there. Uh, can you talk about um, what initiative drove you this way? What was your drive? How did you dive in um, to personalized learning and take us a little bit through your journey uh, to where you are today? Yeah, so uh, personal, personalized learning was always on the periphery of you know what everybody wants to do. To, you try to, you want to, I mean, it's from the beginning of time, you differentiate instruction with, with special education. We've been differentiating and, and having IEPs and personalizing the, the kids for a long time. But to uh, do that across the school district with every student is challenging, but necessary. So, you know, a few years back, we were, we were looking at our program and, and, and doing very well. Uh, and it's easy to say, hey, let's just continue doing what we're doing. Uh, but we wanted, to, we wanted to get better. We knew we needed to be better. Uh, we knew when our kids were going to leave school, we needed to, uh, when they leave the K to 12 system, they, they had to be prepared. Uh, so we, we knew we had a, set a whole other set of challenges. So we looked at personalized learning a little bit differently at first and, uh, knew that we, we had to aim for different targets. And, uh, so we, we first started, uh, by viewing most likely to su- succeed, uh, with Ted Dinnersmith and, mm-hmm. uh, watching that. Uh, as a as an administrative team uh, in our district, and and really looking at that piece and saying, wow, uh, you know, high tech high, what they're doing with project based learning and how they're, uh, you know, differentiating for for all kids and uh, personalizing, customizing, all those buzz, buzzwords, uh, they're doing it and they're making things happen. Uh, so we want to do that. We want to start getting our community uh, right for that type of conversation. So we we held a screening at a local movie theater. Uh, invited our community, invited uh, local school districts, representatives from local school, di- school districts, legislators, uh, and we had a, we had a, uh, a big turnout for that. And uh, some of our kids showed up for that, and they talked about what they want through their educational process. Uh, some high school students talked about what what was great about their high school educational experience, but what they what they also uh, would want from a personalized learning environment. Really had those real conversations. Uh, and we had board members and, and a whole bunch of people that were there. Uh, and that got the conversation started. So from there, 
uh, Redefining Ready was coming out from AASA and, and talking about what, what students need. Uh, and we started saying, okay, hey, we need to do something more. Uh, we partnered with Dead Leader 21 uh, and looked at profiles of a graduate across the country and the different profiles that were out there. Uh, and we're, we're there. this is something that we really need to attack, but we need to make sure it's effort. Oh, we can't just, you know, look at somebody else's and think that's going to be ours. So we, through uh, stakeholder involvement, through months and months of work, uh, through businesses, community, alumni, students, teachers, the list goes on and on. You know, what, what's most important for kids to have when they leave, when they leave our walls uh, and, and establishing that list? Well, we were, we were over a hundred. Uh, so if you try to customize a hundred, hundred different things during mm -hmm. a K 12 experience, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle with that. So we needed to narrow that down. So we eventually narrowed down to 60, narrowed down to 30. We finally got down to 12. And we called it version 1.0, and we're still on version 1.0. Uh, we, we put our profile of a graduate together in 2017, and that started our journey on, on personalized learning. Because with that, we identified the knowledge, skills, and dispositions we want all our kids to have when they leave our K-12 system. Uh, and uh, the knowledge piece is, is everything we've done in education for a long time. And you've seen those portraits of the A student who has the content mastery and then the B student that needs to have that content mastery, but more has to have that critical thinking uh, ability, has to have the ability to problem solve, to cr be creative, uh, to communicate, to collaborate. So those four C's became part of our, our profile. And that was, that's what we identified as our skills. And then our dispositions, we had a narrow dispositions down. Uh, there were a lot of dispositions that were part of it, but we get, eventually got the honesty, integrity, responsibility. Uh, we lumped them into one, adaptability, continual learning and a growth mindset, and resilience and grit. Uh, and those were our dispositions. Uh, so we had our knowledge, skills, and dispositions that we wanted every kid to have. And then you're say, now what? <laughs> so mm -hmm. we had to figure out how we're going to set a system up that's going to get every kid the experiences to uh, apply uh, this knowledge, skills, and dispositions throughout the K-12 system, but not only apply, but get feedback, authentic feedback about how they're doing. And that they, and, and then we also had to look at it from different grade band levels. You know, what look, what honestly looks like at fourth grade is different eighth grade and different at 12th grade and what, where, where students are at. So identifying those, those grade band ranges. So, personalizing that for every kid is a challenge. And we continue to work through that challenge today. Uh, we, we identified this profile in 2017 and we're still working through that. We started with the knowledge piece in our curriculum and going to competencies and learning targets instead of standards and, and, and really looking at it from a sense that of competencies and learning targets that all students can understand, all teachers can understand, all parents can understand. So they know where their kids' strengths and weaknesses lie. And then we know where we can attack because in our, in our current system, we have 70%. We don't know what that means. We don't know the 30% that the child's missing. But having competencies and learning targets, we're able to identify more and personalize more. So that's where that journey started. Uh, that that life-ready graduate is our is our North Star. It's our it's our you know 10,000 foot view and where we're heading. But it's a K-12 system. So when we say graduate, people get it confused and think it's just a high school initiative. It's K to 12 because we're working on this all the way through the system. And that's an interesting journey yeah. that, that you've taken, that you move from a process of setting the stage, so being able to screen a, a film to allow the film to be able to do some of the guiding rather than it 
coming as an aspirational idea from the administrative team. Uh, You move from setting the stage to actually working with stakeholders, bringing in a broad group, but you're also working with students and you're very student-centered. And that's what I pulled from that. Then when you look at that profile of a graduate saying, what are the knowledge, skills, and dispositions, and who do we want this student to be after they've left our system from K to 12, and how can we develop that along that continuum? And you also talked about the idea of having different targets. I mean, you mentioned them as buzzwords, and there was obviously a lot of teamwork and and planning that went into this. And as a district, you've made a lot of concerted efforts to focus on several instructional techniques and taking a look at the great resources about this journey and what you're doing on your website, which I encourage some of our, our listeners to go out and look for. You have areas where you're focusing on areas of blended learning and small group structure and project and competency-based learning, and then personalized learning. So from personalized, how, how do all of those pieces come together under personalized learning and not seen as these separate initiatives? Right. So uh, we're fortunate in our district to have a very visionary leader and Dr. Brian Troop, he's our superintendent. And uh, he, he's, he hired me and, and is our superintendent in, in the district. And he, he, he's been involved with AASA and, and has had this vision for a long time. So that vision to, to bring this all together and really make it make sense for our administrative team and then ultimately our staff and our students and parents has been, has been uh, imperative to this process. So uh, that, was, that was key, but we, we partnered with the group uh, Modern Teacher. And uh, when we worked with Modern Teacher, uh, one of the things that we knew that we were missing was an instructional model to bring all those things together. Like, like, like you mentioned, Scott, uh, you know, looking at, looking at the, the blended learning, the small group instruction, we, we did all that, you know, we, we had our, in high school, secondary education, you know, whole group instruction, uh, teaching at students. And we had to learn, we had to sure. really learn how to, how to break that down to small groups and blended learning. And, and working through station rotation. And at one point, everybody's trying to do station rotation and it becomes mm-hmm. this boxed approach. And we didn't want it to be a boxed approach. We wanted everybody to do what they think is right and make sure our creativity of our teachers is still there in the classroom because our teachers our teachers are incredible and we don't want to take away their creativity and the way to bring the content to life. So we just had to give them training to make it happen. Here's our vision and, and here's where we want to go. But we, we created an instructional model that's centered around those, those words that you said, Scott, it, it targets, Targets, tools, techniques, all around a student-centered environment. So we had to have mm-hmm. new life-ready targets that were that were rigorous, relevant, authentic, and transferable. So uh, we, we were looking at our, our at our targets, and and we wanted to make sure that was at the forefront. And then we had our personalized learning techniques, which are shared ownership, and we needed to really say, hey, the teacher and the student are, are partners in this and, and partners on the learning journey. And they have to work together for, for students to be able to show masteries in ways that make sense for them and also make sense for the teacher. It has to be customizable. And that's where the blended approach, blended is not for everybody. Uh, you know, there, there's students that still love the, the whole group uh, environment. We have that in a lot of our AP classes. But you know what? Our teachers are more are, are, are gifted at being able to personalize within a whole group structure. They know what the kids need. They know where the kids are at. They know how, you know, the kids that need, that need more attention. These students need, they can soar on their own. And within a whole group environment, they're able to do that. And, and that, takes, that, that takes craftiness. So we want to be careful to tell our teachers too, you can't be in a whole group, that's false. Uh, you can certainly be personalized, customizable and be in a whole group. Uh, and we had to be transparent. Our, our kids had to know what we were learning. It had to be they had to be clear on what they were able to learn. And then you talk about modern learning tools. We wanted to empower 
our kids. We wanted to engage our kids in different ways and bring them meaning to life. Uh, you know, with Scott, with technology, we use technology uh, for for a purpose, and technology should be taking something that you you do in in the classroom, and 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 now kids can make different meaning of it because of that technology that brought it to life, made it more authentic not using technology for the sake of using technology. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to expand our opportunities for our students. Technology has allowed us to expand. And that's really rel- uh, uh, prevalent now in our in, in the COVID environment, but expanding our walls, you know, reach, u- using technology to reach out to experts in the fields that aren't maybe just in Africa, but all across the country to, to reach out to students across the country. To, it's not just the effort of walls now it's 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 across the state and and we actually did that with with our sleep study with radner when we and, and did a lot of work with radner uh in in that process so you know that that instructional model has been huge for us and it's then also it's all focused on a student-centered environment that's flexible supportive and collaborative so we we created this instructional uh this instructional model so that we had consistency across our classes across the district so that no matter what class you went into all decisions are based on our instructional model all the 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 decisions in the classroom based on instructional model we haven't perfected that process yet we're working on that it's a growth mindset when it comes to that i mean this is a uh, personalized learning is, is 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 tough work uh and uh but it is something to help bring consistency across all, all levels of our school that is, that is awesome. That's great to hear. Um, I, I'm just, you know, trying to envision um, how you got here. So I'm sure there may be some teachers listening right now. Can you talk talk to us a little bit about um, how do you make this change? Change is often so challenging and so difficult to make at a organizational level. Uh, so can you share some of the steps you took to get to make these changes, including any professional learning? that was involved to prepare the staff, the administration um, for shifting direction to this holistic approach uh, to working in and meeting student needs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as a team approach, anytime you do change and you, you need a team uh, and imperative uh, in our, well, in our process, the, the, the folks that are at the forefront of that are coaches. Uh, our coaches are, uh, we give them a lot of autonomy and we, we have a lot of trust in our coaches and our coaches are incredible at helping teachers and, and, and moving the needle in the classroom. So we, we had, we, we used to have tech coaches and they were tech coaches across the district and they were helping teachers with technology. And once we got past that tech, the need for tech coaches, uh, we, we went to our school board and said, Hey, we need, we need to look at this model a little bit differently. We need to look at instructional instructional coaches, and uh, we were able to add an instructional coach uh, to the process. And then we ultimately have three instructional coaches. We have one at our high school, we have one at our intermediate middle school, and we have one at our in our elementary schools. Uh, and then we also have a, a another uh, reading a reading supervisor who has part of, part of the duty as coach too. So at the intermediate middle school, we also have a, have, have another coach in that in that building. So uh, those coaches have been huge in in helping to transform our environment because we we come up with the ideas and and sometimes the the ideas are are, are crazy when we first put them out there and and our coaches help help. Uh, vet that and uh, help us uh, make it sense for, for, for the teachers. And then our coaches craft up uh, the, uh, what becomes the professional learning model across the district. And one thing that's very important is that you have to provide choice as much as you can 
during the process. And that's not easy when all teachers need something. Uh, certainly there's going to be that whole group approach, but just like how we teach our kids, we want to model that with how we work with our work with our, our teachers. And we want to have a differentiated approach. Not every teacher is at the same level as, as the next. And, and some need more support than others. And some people are able to soar and some people are able to help other people. So we wanted to have, we wanted them to work at their own pace, knowing that we have an expectation. Let's make sure that expectation is out there, but let's keep working toward that. And uh, our coaches, our coaches do that. So we've really focused on instructional shifts uh, in, in the last two years now and, and really focusing on uh, putting that out there as, hey, this is what we want to focus on. And, and when I talk about instructional shifts, I'm talking about things like transparency, uh, evidence of learning, uh, feedback to students, student feedback, feedback and student ownership, and, and ultimately students taking, taking ownership of their own learning and working mm-hmm. through that. And some people are able to fly through that. When you talk about, when you talk about transparency and you talk about transparency in the classroom, that's making sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows what they're expected to learn. Everybody knows where they, where they're expected to go, but everybody has their own pace of getting there and, and helping and helping our teachers frame out lessons for our students to get there. So pre-COVID, we were moving right along with, with that. And then once, once COVID hit in, in, in March and we closed down, well, then we, we just went to a virtual environment. But all the work that we've done with our personalized learning made the actual switch uh, relatively easy for mm-hmm. us. Uh, but we, we were still lacking full access for our kids to get on their devices every day and working through those issues. But we were able to keep education going. Uh, and then when we came back to school in the fall, we we wanted we we wanted to make sure our kids had the opportunity to be in school every day if they wanted to. But we also knew that families won't want to come to school. Some families won't want to come to school. We need to have that virtual environment for them. So we had to be flexible in that. So now we we're now we were faced with trying to teach the uh, coach our teachers and give our, our our teachers professional development how to teach two environments in the class at one time. Teach to a to teach to kids that are in class live and then kids that are joining online. So we have kids every day that are joining online and live in the classroom. And so we had to teach, we had to coach our teachers and get put a professional learning platform up that's gonna help our teachers get there. Uh, so we, we use, uh, again, a, a differentiated approach. We use, Schoology is our learning management system. So all our training went on to Schoology. Uh, we had videos, we had coaching videos. Our coaches put up a whole platform. Uh, if they sold it, they would make millions of dollars. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible stuff and it helped move our teachers and, and the time invested in that model has helped us get where we, where we are today. And we've only had to shut one building down this year because of, because of COVID cases for one day. Uh, and we've been able to move, move, uh, our teachers, are, our teachers and staff are doing amazing things. Our students and parents are doing amazing things. Our administrators are doing amazing things to keep our students in school or learn from home and not lose ground. And uh, that's what we've been able to do this year. So, you know, the, all the work that we laid out before, you know, is definitely connected to where we are now, but our coaches have been instrumental in making this process happen. So and I appreciate you, you sharing that because that does give the idea of how you're working to personalize as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some students are going to want to stay home. So if we were to either rewind or look, into the future where COVID is gone. Um, on a typical day, what would personalized learning look like? Like if I were to walk through the hallways um, at Ephrata High School, 
what does personalized learning look like? And I guess part of that too would be, you know, what, what adaptations have you made to personalized learning during the pandemic? What, what did it look like during that time or does it look like right now? Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it's different in all different classrooms, that's for sure. Uh, we, have blended, we have blended classes at our, at our high school where, where students come part-time and they're outside the class at other times and teacher has office hours and they, and they work through that teacher in office hours. They go to our media center to do their classes. Uh, they might be in a flex where they're, where they're at home and they come in later. Uh, they may be working in our e-lab. Uh, we have, we, we have uh, taken locker banks out of some of our high school uh, and, and put in flexible furniture. We put in bench seating with all with hookups for uh, USBs, for uh, charging stations. Uh, so we have a lot of kids that take advantage of those opportunities. And this, you did all this prior to COVID too, right? Yeah, yeah. That this was all before COVID, uh, and and I didn't even get into. Nor probably do we have time. But our kids designed, you know, part is customizable. Our kids designed our media center at the high school, and we built it. Uh, and uh, it, it's a state of the art uh customizable meant for any type of student any type of need uh, very flexible environment that our, our students get at our at our high school is a is a, is a uh, state-of-the-art media center where they could go to and and work on things all the time and we were doing this all pre-covid and now now that covid's here we still have we still have this going on we have a we have our 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 uh, mounts tech support where kids are working on on devices fixing devices on a on a daily basis we have we have uh, internships that are that are operating, and they can't go out necessarily to the places. So we've adapted, and we've used our school facilities as some of those internships. We have a we have a kid doing an internship in our business office and working with our business managers. He wants to be a, a business manager. We have our kids that want to go in the medical field that can't get in the hospitals right now, working with our school nurses and, and learning and learning through that process. So we have kids all over, and then we have our kids doing traditional, uh, doing our traditional classes. So it's 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 uh, it's something for everyone. Like I mentioned before, it has to be customizable, and we have to create environments where where every student can excel and and give students what they need so that's what we're trying to do with our with our classes so if you walked around our class you see every kid with a device uh you see every kid you know uh sometimes they're working as a whole group sometimes they're working in small groups sometimes they're working individually sometimes they're in and out of the classroom sometimes they're walking around the school and you're you're asking hey where's that student supposed to be but uh that student's actually in the class uh and they're and they're working on something else so uh, we have we have all types of environments in our high school. Do we want to continue to change and continue to evolve? Absolutely. We have we we still have a lot of work to do in that area and, and have a lot of plans for the future uh, with regard to that. But we're we're our our staff are, are are doing unbelievable things and our students are blessed to attend Ephrata and, and attend a school that uh, has all these all these different facets of the school that can meet their needs. Uh, so if you came in at, at, at any given day, it's probably different depending on the day that you came. Yeah, that's tremendous. I am, you know, trying to uh, envision that I've had the uh, pleasure to, to tour a few schools that have been doing some innovative work around personalized learning. And um, I can envision students, you know, out in the hallways at certain times or in these collaborative spaces uh, where they're working on work independently, creatively, um, out of the classroom, and and that's it's the thing of beauty when you see uh, students experiencing learning that way, um, because that's certainly more real world than <clears throat> sitting in rows uh, in the classroom. So thank you. Sure, thank you. Uh, so I, you know, we're we're close to the end of our time here. So I want to ask a few questions um, to kind of wrap this up. 
Uh, so the, the first one is, how do you use COVID or and, and or how have you used COVID as a catalyst to move forward on professional learning? Um, I know you're already doing some of this before COVID. So what, what has COVID um, done to allow you maybe to move this forward um, going into a post-COVID uh, world? Yeah, well, I think, I think uh, you know, all our teachers see the urgency now of, of having, you know, different platforms for education. Uh, we, we're hoping that a narrow pandemic doesn't hit, and hopefully it is every 100 years that that happens. But uh, we're always going to be faced with challenges, and now we're able to adapt. And the adaptability uh, is, is amazing what our, what our staff's been able to do. So our staff know they, they know what's possible. So it's going to be continuing to build that, build on that foundation and, and continue to try to customize and, and, and build, a, build a structure where uh, every student can soar and every student can be successful and every student can meet their full potential. Uh, that's what we seek out to do every single day. So, yeah, you, you look at you look at COVID situation in our pre-conversation. We're talking about the, you know, focus on the positive and focus on the things that we're going to be able to take out of this uh, and apply to apply to uh, our education, uh, our process, our systems in the future. And uh, we've had opportunities to talk to students, and 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 there's there's certain things that students like about uh, their classrooms right now that even if they're live in the classroom, everything's clear on the learning management system. They know what to expect. The transparency is clear. Their assignments are clear because it had, the, the teachers had to set up had to set up a system that's going to work for a live classroom and for a virtual environment. So it, it's, it's much more clear what the expectations are. And uh, we've been working on transparency for a while. So we've made a lot of pro progress in that area. Uh, we, we've taken Wednesdays at the at at the, at the high school and middle school level and and work professional development into that process, but also giving our kids asynchronous time and office hours at that time. And a lot of our students said, hey, that's an opportunity that we can actually, if we have some of our work done, to pursue our passions and pursue what we really want to do. And it gives us time to do that. Or maybe it's time for us to get caught up in, in the world of mental health that we live in right now and the pressures on kids. Maybe that's an opportunity for kids to get caught up and, and, and catch their breath. So maybe everything doesn't have to go with that in the future. Uh, so just looking at, you know, looking at our systems and, and what we can do to learn from this and continue to talk to students, teachers, uh, staff uh, about what what came good from this from this thing that was set upon us and what can we keep and then uh, what do we learn about about the situation what we learn about ourselves I think from a professional learning standpoint we have to continue to look at every teacher and what they need and continue to adapt to what they need and give them the coaching and support to be successful it can't just be here's the professional development we hope you learned it we have to make sure that everybody's on the same page and able to give them feedback on how they're using the professional development to apply it with kids and also understand that they're not going to get it right at the first time sometimes you have to give them the support to be able to be successful so uh, we've learned that and uh, it, it's never been so apparent than it is now when everybody was trying to learn a new thing perfect and the other question we'll call it sort of lightning round here is what is one thing that you want to share with other districts if they are looking at personalized learning? Uh, I think be open-minded. Uh, just be open-minded to the possibilities. Know all the possibilities are out there. A lot of schools are doing some great things. Be open-minded, listen to their schools, and see what works for your school district because you know your school district best. So you have to take all the great ideas that are out there. You can't apply them all. So figure out, you know, what, what are some of those things I can do? And what are the immediate things that you can do and do right away? So you start changing that culture. But what are the long, what are the things that are going to take longer to put in place? And how can you put a plan to get there? 
Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Dr. Harnberger, thank you for being on Driver's Ed with us today. Uh, it's certainly been enlightening to hear about all the fine work happening in the Efforter School District. Uh, certainly, as we look to drive education forward, we believe personalized learning is definitely on that pathway. And having trailblazers uh, in our region to have already done this work, I think it's going to be uh, critical as uh, more schools and more school districts uh, step forward and start working toward the post-pandemic uh, world of education. Uh, so thank you. And thank you for all of you listening out there right now uh, and joining us for another episode of Driver's Ed. Uh, and we look forward to our next session. We'll be diving into some more topics around where do we go from here uh, with COVID. Good night and God bless. Thanks, Dr. Han. Thanks, Dr. Roberts. Thank you. Thank you.